It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings. We love DraftKings. We love DraftKings best ball. And in fact, I'm about to announce the final three contestants for the August best ball, which means if you didn't make the best ball, I'm sorry. Better luck next year. However, how about better luck next week? Because the next two weeks, Joe and I will go over all comers, everybody that's coming in to our Fantrax League. I got to check with Fantrax, by the way, with it being so customizable. We might be able to have a bunch of dudes in that league. Maybe it's a 16-teamer. Who knows? Fantrax.com slash Ross if you want to get in on that. This is the Fantasy Feast Podcast. I am at Ross Tucker NFL on social. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. The final three folks who are going to be in the August best ball, Scott Sheriff, who's the man and also created the Tears of Dolan song. You will hear momentarily. Debbie Kramer. Hello, Debbie. Debbie went to Fantrax.com slash Ross. But maybe she got confused. I don't know. But she went to Fantrax.com slash Ross, not for the season-long league with me and Joe, but rather for the best ball. You're in, Debbie. F-A-N-T-R-A-X.com slash Ross. And then Jeffrey McIntyre went the extra mile. Warbeat Parker and FantasyPoints.com, where he used the code 21FEAST which is what all of the cool kids are doing now because fantasypoints.com is where Joe Dolan lives. Literally lives on this website all day, generating content at FG underscore Dolan, the fantasy guru. I got to tell you, Joe, I am sensing and feeling so much more fantasy football buzz this year at this time than there was last year at this time. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's because there's preseason games. But I got a lot of people asking me about fantasy football right now and talking about it that weren't last year at this time. Uh, Check, check, check all of the above. Uh, COVID, um, you know, fans are going back to stadiums. Um, I know we have – I know there's still some challenges. Not trying to say that there aren't, but – People are just excited. The NFL got through last season. There's an anticipation that the NFL is going to get through this season, hopefully with fewer hitches. Um, and we're seeing the interest on the website. I think we're seeing the interest on the podcast. Um, my neighbor across the street just came up to me and he goes, dude, do you want to start a neighborhood fantasy football league? And I'm like, I'm very reticent to do that because I don't want people to think like I'm I'm hustling them. like Because I'm not going to be the first guy in the neighborhood who's going to be like, hey, Let's play fantasy football. Be like, um, but, well, mostly because if I lose, it's really embarrassing. Uh, so, uh, but no, like I, I'm just sensing that all over the place that fantasy football is a huge deal. This, I mean, it's 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 a huge deal every year. It drives interest in the NFL. It drives interest in small smaller market teams. Uh, but this year, after last year, you know, people weren't in the office taking time off. You know, people were depressed last year. Is the season even going to happen? It's happening this year, like practices, 
Uh, teams are getting vaccinated, preseason games, and and I think everybody's just really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I got to tell you, I freaking love the preseason games. I mean, we talked about it before, but I just love seeing young players and in particular young quarterbacks play for the first time. It's actually, Joe, like perfect timing for you and I to be doing your quarterback tiers after we just saw all the rookie quarterbacks for the first time last time last week in week one. I'm surprised they're not all in the elite tier. Oh. I mean, based on the fan bases for the Jets and the Bears and these teams, you should have all the rookies in the elite tier, Joe. Uh, as Greg Cosell says, just start carving the bust and start working on the induction speeches already. I mean, now look, Ross, would I rather they look good than bad? Yeah. If, if guys looked bad, would I be, like, freaking out? Probably not. I mean, if I remember correctly, and this is anecdotal, but I think, I think I'm right. I think Cam Newton was crap in the preseason, his rookie year. And then he threw for like 450 yards yes. in his first game. Like, yes. so, I mean, let's just, let, let's, you know, it, obviously it's not the only takeaway here. No, it's not. But it's still fun to see. And oh, for sure. I'm excited about it. Um, speaking of that, let's get into your quarterback tiers because, well, let me take a step back. Let me just ask one question. We saw everybody in the preseason now, Joe. We saw preseason week one. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys played. A lot of guys on new teams, free agents, mm -hmm. a lot of rookies. What What are we taking with – what are we using that information for? Um, uh, if guys look good, um, note. If guys play a lot with the first team, note. If guys play less with the first team than you anticipated, note. But I don't want to freak out about week one preseason observations. Or when in a couple of weeks, when we've got more preseason games, we'll we'll do a full kind of uh, over overlook of observations. I know people are freaking out about the Miami backfield right now. I've I was never in on Miles Gaskin anyway. Well, that's not a name we mentioned very much on this show. But um, people are freaking out about that. Oh, you know. Why is Miles Gaskin playing behind Malcolm Brown? We'll talk about all of that down the line. But, you know, I'd rather guys look good. But these are – defenses are not scheming. Offenses are probably just trying to get into a rhythm. Um, and 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 it, it, it's really something where most of the time I'm just taking deep breaths and hoping guys don't get hurt. Yeah, unless Quez Watkins is playing. Then you're oh, getting yeah. excited. And, I mean, Joe – I None of us want to overdo it, but obviously, I, I you know, I do the Eagles games. I'm so fired up for tomorrow night. It'll be the only game on, by the way, Patriots-Eagles, so I think it's NFL Network everywhere. So all of you dudes and dudettes will be able to watch your boy tomorrow night. But I'll just say this. There have been a lot of guys that are preseason stars that amount to nothing. There's also been like Victor Cruz and Russell Wilson and guys that's like, oh, wow, like they really are good. The, the thing, the only point I'll mention about Quez Watkins is it's really hard to make NFL players look that slow. It's really hard yeah. to make guys look that bad. If you have speed, you're gonna you're going to get a chance. And there's a lot of guys who have speed who just never put it together for one reason or the other. But I, obviously, we're talking about the Eagles wide receiver Quez Watkins, who was like. 
the stud of training camp. And now it looks like they might have all of a sudden now, Ross, not, not to make this a fully Eagles focused podcast. They got a bunch of guys who can run after having the slowest offense in the NFL for like two years running. Like all of a sudden they've just got a bunch of guys who can run. And Quez Watkins is one of them. He has become a very popular late round best ball pick, not just for me, but for a lot of folks. Yeah, I bet. All right, let's get into the quarterback tiers, which means we get to hear from the great Scott Sheriff, Carrie Underwood's keyboard player, who also has an awesome voice with me as a duet saying Joe Dolan. Drafting Zeke. If I'm following Joe Dolan, I'm at the turn. Two picks to burn, but I know I won't go wrong with tears of Joe. You know, it's even better if you watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, so you can see me singing along to it, excited. Brian just sits there awkwardly and plays it, doesn't know what to do. Joe's a little confused. It's all great. I love it. And I love Joe's quarterback tiers. You got one, two, three, four guys in your elite tier of quarterbacks, Joe, what does it mean? And their names are Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson. I guess I'm not surprised by any of them. Maybe Kyler Murray a little bit, but I know the running element yeah. really helps him. Yeah, when it comes to Kyler, it's just a bunch of the running elements, the big plays. He's a splash player, uh, and I'd like to see him, by the way, improve on that. Um, I thought it, very similar his first two years. He was kind of a splash player. He's the, the running makes him a fantasy cheat code. These are the guys who are the cheat codes, right? The uh, Rich Rebar came up with the Konami code, you know, the Contra code where you get 30 lives in Contra. Up, um, up, down, down. Yeah, uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, AB start. Uh, or BA, BA <laughs> select, AB select, yeah. Um, I remember the Ninja Turtles game that had that uh, on, on NES, uh, and it got, got you the level select, which was the coolest thing ever uh, it, it, when I was growing up. But uh, these guys are like, with the exception of Mahomes, who's just so efficient, um, these are the guys who are going to provide you with that weekly league-winning upside. However, a lot of folks might be conditioned in the way that I've been conditioned over the years to think these are the guys who are going to be too expensive in your fantasy drafts. Um, I haven't ended up with much Mahomes at all in fantasy drafts, even though I'm more open to drafting that elite quarterback this year than I have been in years past. Um, Mahomes is still the guy that doesn't end up on a lot of my teams. He's going a little bit too early. Josh Allen probably going a little too early as well. The guy in this tier I've ended up the most with is the guy who's actually uh, the last of the four 
in uh, in ADP, that would be Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson's ADP is QB4. Um, it, his NFFC ADP over the last two weeks, PPR, is about 51, 52, which would put him at the beginning of the fifth round, which I think is a very palatable price to pay for Lamar Jackson, somebody with that league-winning upside. You might remember last year, Ross, I was completely out on Lamar Jackson. I was not paying the price Lamar Jackson took in the second and third round. That turned out to be a pretty good call. Lamar Jackson, until the last month plus of the season, really did not have a great fantasy campaign based on where uh, he was being drafted. That the, the downside is baked in now. I am in on Lamar Jackson. He, of these four guys, is the guy I've been drafting the most of because he's the cheapest of the four. Really good point. Um, I, I got a question for you at the end related to the value of quarterbacks mm-hmm. just in general. That's interesting. Uh, tier one, you've got two quarterbacks. Interesting tier. Dak Prescott and Zach Wilson. Is that Zach Wilson? Russell Wilson. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Russell Wilson. I, I was like, what? Yeah. The, what? Sometimes no, it's just, Joe, no. 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 <laughs> but, I mean, I know he had that really nice, sweet throw in the preseason game, but what? Mm-hmm. You got no, two no, it's Russell. Now, bro. I need, now, I need a first initial. I need a first initial. Sorry about that. But, no, here's what it is uh, with, with this tier. Dak Prescott obviously coming off the injury, dealing with the shoulder injury. The, the number one question I have with Prescott, first and foremost, the guy was on a record-setting pace last year. He was going to throw for 6,000 yards. Why? Because the defense was abominable. And, no, like, I don't care how, how much your offense is humming. Keep in mind, the Cowboys were losing games with Dak Prescott on pace to throw for 6,000 yards last year. They don't want to do that again. The thing about the Cowboys, though, is I still think the defense isn't going to be very good. That's more than a one-year project to rebuild it, though it should be improved. The other question with Prescott, I'm not too worried about the shoulder injury. How much is he going to be running coming off that catastrophic ankle injury? I think that's a fair question, which knocks him down a tier, but he still has the great receivers, and it's good to see that Amari Cooper is back in practice and actually anticipates playing in the preseason game this weekend, which I think a lot of people might be surprised by. With Russell Wilson, it was a tale of two seasons last year. He was cooking at the beginning. Um, I think you could argue he played maybe the five or six best games of his career. And then I know Greg Cosell in this very program, or not not this program, but one of your uh, 800 programs, Ross, came on and said, Russell Wilson played the worst stretch of his football in the second half of the season. His running, he doesn't have the rushing upside either of a Kyler Murray, a Josh Allen, or a Lamar Jackson. That knocks Russell Wilson down a tier. But those two really good receivers, Lockett and Metcalf, gives give him that solid uh, ceiling. His floor is just a little bit lower than some of the guys above him, though, which is why he I, I knock him down a tier. Okay. Tier two, we've got more guys. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, and Matthew Stafford. Now, I know, Joe, it's all about expected points that they're going to score. But what's the difference between Tier 1 and Tier 2? Okay, so we have the elite Tier, Tier 1, and Tier 2. Tier 2 is the guys who have less upside with their legs. They've got to do more of their damage with their arms. Justin Herbert kind of is in between tiers. But the thing about Herbert last year, and I'm interested to see how he works in the new offense, is 
as big an arm as Justin Herbert had, he was actually one of the lowest in terms of average depth of target among starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Obviously, you're throwing to Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. That Those are not guys who are going to be enhancing your ADOT. But Justin Herbert, maybe a little bit less downfield action than you might have thought uh, from somebody who's got his kind of arm. But these are the pocket passers. These are the guys who, you know, Rodgers can, can get in on the end zone every now and again rushing. Uh, Brady will do the sneaks. Um, I think Herbert has probably more rushing upside than he showed last year. But these are the guys who are going to have to get it done with their arm week in and week out. And because they don't have that Lamar Jackson level rushing ability, it's going to lower their floor, um, which which means they can uh, be a little bit mediocre some weeks. And and that might not uh, suit your fancy. They are These are guys who are not Konami code quarterbacks. They're very good fantasy options. They're very steady fantasy options. I don't. I'm not upset when some of these guys end up on my teams, but these are not. These are uh, not Konami code fantasy quarterbacks. All right. So we got a guy. Into it's kind of crazy, isn't it? That Rodgers was the MVP last year, and you have him as essentially quarterback seven. I mean, it just goes to show how important the running part of it is, right? Oh, absolutely. Nobody was better just throwing it than Rodgers. So, but the thing is, is like Mahomes and Josh Allen, do they really run that much, Joe? Uh, I mean, those yeah. are your first oh, Mah- uh, Ross, Mahomes, like if you want to separate Mahomes out into his own tier, uh, that's fine. I mean, but the guy is just in the most efficient passing offense in the NFL. He's got arguably the best wide receiver and tight end in the NFL. He does do a little bit with his legs, maybe a little bit more than you think. I mean, last year, Patrick Mahomes did run for 308 yards and two touchdowns and 15 starts. That's not huge. That's certainly something Justin Herbert can do. But Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Like It's not really fair to compare somebody else to him. But I mean, Ross, Josh Allen, uh, this guy runs and he runs effectively. I'm pulling the numbers up right now. But I mean, like we're talking eight rushing touchdowns as a rookie, nine rushing touchdowns in his second season and eight more rushing touchdowns last year. Josh Allen has 25 rushing touchdowns in three seasons. Uh, that is massive, massive floor that he gives you. The, the thing that is maybe a little concerning with Josh Allen is his rushing yardage has gone down every year from 631 as a rookie to 510 to 421. But I mean, he's go- He's their goal line back. He is their goal line back. Josh Allen gives you a lot more with his legs than, than, uh, than Aaron Rodgers gives you. Okay, speaking of giving you stuff with their legs, Tier 3 is very interesting. Tier 3 is just one guy. It's just Jalen Hurts, the Eagles' starting quarterback. So Jalen Hurts is in a tier of his own because I feel like he's a pretty pivotal guy. If you If you say to yourself, I need a running quarterback because he is cheaper than some of these other guys. If you want... Um, if you want to to invest in Jalen Hurts this year, and there, by the way, there's a reason he's QB 12 in ADP. He's about a ninth round pick, eighth, ninth round. That's that's roughly where he's going. If you want Jalen Hurts and you think he's going to be a league winning fantasy quarterback, thank the Deshaun Watson rumors. Thank him. I don't think anything's going to happen on that front. Uh, you you and I have talked about that that on this podcast countless times. What, what I'm doing with Deshaun, I don't know, but I just don't I just don't see a team trading for him right now. Least of all Philadelphia, 
who uh, apparently has been getting a nice rapport with Jalen Hurts. He's improved throughout camp. Ross, I know he was three of seven in the preseason opener, but to me, he looked sharper than that. Like I, that they had a he couple. He played of- very well. I mean, Ertz yeah. had a horrible drop. drop, which is very surprising. Rager had one he should have caught. Wasn't a great though, but one he should have mm-hmm. caught. One of the incompletions was Hurts doing a good job throwing the ball away. And then the other one was a deep shot going for a 98-yarder to Quez Watkins. I mean, it was – I think the – And quarter, he, got, he got bumped off a little bit, Quez did, yeah. which threw off the timing a little bit. But honestly, if if Hurts plays like that every game, the Eagles will be a lot better than people think. Yeah, and, you know, we just talked about how they have more speed at receiver than you might think with Quez Watkins. Jalen Rager has all of a sudden been like one of the studs of camp. But here's the deal with Jalen Hurts, and and to take it from a bigger perspective, Jalen Hurts is not in the Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray tier of quarterback because he doesn't have a track record, all right? He doesn't have the, all right, like he doesn't have the draft pedigree, first and foremost. He wasn't a first-round pick. That You have the Deshaun Watson rumors, and to this point, the guy's made four NFL starts, okay? So, and he didn't play well. In maybe two of them. So, I mean, there's a lot to worry about here. But here is the problem. Here is the thing with Jalen Hurts. Why is he in a tier entirely by himself? Because if the, the thing about Hurts is I think people are worried that he's not going to start 17 games. Whether, oh, you know, he gets benched for Joe Flacco, who's, I mean, I would still say he's a good backup, um, who has a pedigree. Um, or they make a trade for Watson or or just something goes wrong here. But the thing is here, if you're telling me Jalen Hurts, who is the current starter in Philadelphia, by the way, is going to start 17 games, I'm ranking Jalen Hurts in my top five at quarterback. I mean, just look at the numbers that Jalen Hurts put up last year. Uh, In his three full starts, he finished as the quarterback 10, QB1 overall, and QB 16 in weekly scoring, he averaged 25.2 fantasy points per game, largely because of his legs. He averaged 0.62 fantasy points per drop back, which ranked sixth best in the league. And per Sports Info Solutions, he led all quarterbacks in scrambles, yards off of scrambles, first downs rushing, and scramble touchdowns in his three full starts. He did it in a broken offense with a horrible supporting cast, a beat-up offensive line, he bailed the pocket too early. Yes, but I mean, I think you can make the argument that Jalen Hurts' rookie season and those starts at the end of the year were pretty similar to what Lamar Jackson did at the end of the year in Lamar Jackson's first rookie season when he, remember, he was horrible in the playoff game against the Chargers. But then they took an offseason, built an offense around him, and he was better. I'm not trying to tell you Jalen Hurts is as talented as Lamar Jackson. But what I am trying to tell you is his fantasy upside is very similar. The overall quarterback one, however minuscule that possibility might be, is in Jalen Hurts' range of outcomes this season. And that's why I think at this at this tier, on this tier, I think Jalen Hurts is, is kind of a pivotal guy here and somebody who just offers so much more upside at his ADP than, than anybody else, quite frankly. All right, Joe. Tier four, Ryan Tannehill. Joe Burrow and our first rookie quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. These are guaranteed starting quarterbacks who have a little bit more questions about him. When it comes to Tannehill, he's he's been perpetual uh, not perpetually, he's only been in Tennessee for two years, but since he's gotten to Tennessee, he's been a good value at the quarterback position, great value, quite frankly. But the volume questions, the fact that they lost Arthur Smith, 
Um, I think those are valid concerns. I don't know if Julio Jones, if they really anticipate him, quite frankly, playing a full 17-game schedule and a full share of snaps. They said they're going to manage him. Joe Burrow is ha- is coming off the injury. He's got a great supporting cast, but he's talked about how uh, mentally getting back has been very tough for him. Uh, so uh, Joe Burrow is somebody who, uh, again, I don't expect him to run around a whole lot out there, more of a pocket passer with some questions. And Trevor Lawrence is a rookie with a questionable supporting cast in Jacksonville. He can run, though. And um, I actually think Trevor Lawrence is more than valid as a mid-round pick. Uh, He's been a guy I've been getting in best balls, um, especially if I'm pairing him with more of a boring kind of a pocket passer, like maybe a Kirk Cousins or on the higher end, somebody like a Brady. What about, let's get to tier five. Two rookies, and I think I know this category. Yeah. It is, man, there's a lot of upside there if they play a lot of games, but we just don't know how many games they're going to play. Right. Justin Fields and Trey Lance. You know, if you were to tell me these two guys are going to start uh, 17 games, hell, even like 15 games, I'm probably ranking them in my top 12 at quarterback. You know, by the way, if you're on if you're on some best ball sites, Trey Lance is already like quarterback 11 in ADP. Like, I mean, he's getting drafted ahead of Hurts. He's getting drafted ahead of Tannehill. Like, I mean, people, you are not getting Trey Lance for cheap if you're playing best ball right now. But these are the two guys who they're different from Jalen Hurts because we know Jalen Hurts is starting week one barring injury. We're not sure about these guys, even though my my whole take is. I don't think you make those trades up if you're going to sit these guys for a full year. Um, but these are guys who in your home leagues, you know, I tend to think in your home leagues, uh, your office leagues, people are going to shy away from Fields and Lance because, oh, they're not starting. I got to get somebody who's going to start, you know. And I think you can execute a late round quarterback strategy very effectively with these two guys. Like not only could you pair them with like a Baker Mayfield or a Kirk Cousins, somebody who's got a really good opening run. If you want to go complete dumpster diving, just pair them with the guy that they're that they're paired that they're paired with already in on their own teams, Andy Dalton and Jimmy Garoppolo, who are basically going undrafted. So you can make a late round quarterback strategy despite the guys getting pushed up the board, like your like your Jacksons, Kyler Murray, you know, all the running quarterbacks, there, there's very few of those middle round cheat code guys. Hertz is one of them. Hertz is maybe the only middle round cheat code guy. But these are the guys here, these rookies, who if you can have some patience and you can hold them on your bench, even if they're not starting week one, these are the guys who provide that super high upside running quarterback who could basically deliver you a league and they can do it for in your home leagues not too expensive a price in best ball they're much more expensive tier six is a whole bunch of dudes baker mayfield mm-hmm. kirk cousins tua tungo vailoa matt ryan ryan fitzpatrick daniel jones ben roethlisberger Derek carr zach wilson let me guess these are the guys that are pretty much guaranteed to start all 17 games provided they're healthy. Yeah. And they're solid quarterbacks without a ton of upside. Yeah, but you got guys like, especially Cousins, by the way, was like a top 12 quarterback like nine times last year. Kirk Cousins got a little more upside than you think. But the other cool thing about these guys, especially if you're if you if you draft a Trevor Lawrence or, you know, even a Jalen Hurts and you're like, I want to see how he plays before I trust my fantasy team to him or a Fields or a Lance, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, 
Ben Roethlisberger. These are guys who open the season with a really nice run of games. Like, um, I think it, it, these guys, like, I think that the Browns might play the Chiefs early, and they might be underdogs in that game, but it could be a shootout. Like, you know, the Steelers are seven-point underdogs in week one against Buffalo. Well, that could be a potential shootout, so you could see some numbers getting put up in that game. So these are guys in this tier who are either QB2s or guys who you compare who have a nice early run of games, who you compare with a Trey Lancer or Justin Fields while you try to weather the storm and wait for those guys to be out there. Got it. That makes perfect sense, Joe. Excellent work, as always. Make sure you follow this man on social media at FG underscore Dolan and go to fantasypoints.com. Put in the code 21FEAST and Go to Fantrax, F-A-N-T-R-A-X.com slash Ross if you want to be one of the contestants for our season-long league, which we'll be announcing next week when we dive into the tight ends for Joe's Tears of Dolan. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit 